Hello and welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast. This is episode 22. I'm your host, Andy Lennox. Uh, my co-host, Jason Katarski, could not be here today. Instead, I am joined by game designer and game publisher, Jason Katarski. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's great to be here, man. Long-time listener. Love the show. First-time guest. <laughs> Long-time co-host, first-time guest. You might be wondering what the heck we're doing. Uh... <laughs> So am this is, I. This is the reason you uh, you start a podcast, really. <laughs> shameless self-promotion. <laughs> Welcome to the shameless self-promotion episode of 20. Hey, we gave you 21 episodes <laughs> of <laughs> solid content before we just started shilling our own stuff. Thanks for sticking around for the next 18 minutes. <laughs> so we're going to talk today about a game that's coming out by Green Couch Games. Yeah. Called Fidelitas. So do you want to tell us a little bit about Green Couch Games? Like, what what is that all about? <laughs> sure, this is totally weird. This is awesome. I'm hijacking my own show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Green Couch Games is an idea. Uh, some of you might know. I've, I, think, I've, I think it's a little bit more than it's that. A little, yeah, at this point, it used yeah. to be an idea. Now yeah. there's hard money that came out of my bank account <laughs> behind it. But... Um, you guys may know that I am a bit of a game designer. Oh, just a bit. A little bit. I have a game called The Great Harlan Hall and Company uh, with Dice Hate Me Games. And I have uh, coming up... Uh, Frog Flip. Yeah, Frog Flip from Sprocket Games mm-hmm. uh, that I designed with my daughter. And coming up, I also have Dead Drop coming out from Crash Games. A little micro game that will be coming this Super fall. Fun. Yeah. 13 cards. Um, some, some other stuff that I've been working on for the last few years has been this kind of hobby. This industry that I've kind of been diving into more and more. And... The more more I get involved in things, the more I love every aspect of it, and really want to just dig in and get get involved, right? Um, and I like working on projects, and I hang out with this dude Andy Lennox who has some game ideas, and I find out that I like contributing to other people's game ideas as much as I do like working on some of my own. Oh, that's my that is my favorite part. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then and then we get to like you know collaborate with we, we've worked on a game together, and the collaboration is just such a part of this whole gaming thing that that like I just want to do more of that. And um, I just thought it would be fun to look at look deeper into this this publishing world, this game publishing world. So I decided that I wanted to try my hand at putting out a game. So I started Green Couch Games, which is going to be uh, similar to the podcast in that the focus of Green Couch Games will be on small little games. My tagline that I'm going with is uh, great little games for great big connections that make great big connections. Nice. Um, so the idea will just be small less than an hour either light fillers to you know more strategy fillers i'm not going to kind of limit that yet mm-hmm. but that's what the brand will be all about just games to help people connect that that fill the nooks and crannies of their lives <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so so i decided you know what what would i do if i were publishing a game and um i i had this game called fidelitas that that i had been working on with another designer named philip deberry who is a fantastic designer designed one of my new favorite my new old favorite games. It came out in 2009, but it's called Revolution. Revolution. My, also my oh, new old favorite game. So good. So good. It, uh, Steve Jackson Games put it out, and it's a great board game. And I didn't know that I loved it until after I've been friends with Philip for, like, mm-hmm. almost two years. <laughs> but um, Philip had worked on some games in the Tempest series for AEG, like um, which Love Letter is a part of that. He, yes. he designed Courtier. Courtier, and he designed Canalis as a new one that came out at Essen last year. And they're both kind of bigger board games. And... um. I had this idea for a game, and I connected with Philip a little bit, and um, and said, "Hey, what do you think of this idea?" And he said, "It's pretty good. Um, it's got needs some work. Do you want to co-design a game together?" And I'm like, 
hey, Philip's got his name on some games. He's semi-famous. Yeah. Um, I was a little nervous to let go of some of the control of being the guy who got to make all the decisions. But we decided, I decided maybe I could learn from it, and we decided working on this, started working on the game together. And Fidelitas kind of grew from this little simple idea I had. Um, into something that that it that it's become today. So um, I had the game. Other publishers were looking at it, and uh, when I started thinking about what I wanted to publish, I thought, you know what, that game is awesome, and it's almost ready to go. It's been in development the longest out of all my other prototypes, and it fits kind of the idea of what I want mm-hmm. Green Couch to be. And since I'm being a publisher and a designer now, which is kind of some weird um, uh, kind of water to tread on. Um, it wasn't just my name on my first game, cause yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I'm uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be bringing uh, Fidelitas to the world. Cool. So Fidelit in Fidelitas, the players play as manipulators in a uh, nondescript medieval city. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you are moving characters around a around the board to different locations to complete missions. So gathering different different people in the city together to score points and manipulate everything to get, you know, to move the seat of power of this. Right. You're essentially, you're essentially trying to prove your worth as the next potential leader that is going to kind of lead the common people to, uh, to revolt. Right. Cause, cause fidelitas means fidelity right it's latin for fidelity or faithfulness so you are faithful citizens that love your community so much that you would die for it to be better and there's corruption in your government blah 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 whatever euro game flavor text insert here (laughs) but but you love your city so much you'll do anything for it including manipulate the people you love in order to lead them to better greener pastures on the other side of the so so, yeah whatever so where did this idea where did this theme idea come from how did how did you get to this idea of a nondescript medieval city named Fidelitas? Um, well, it starts um, with Nickelodeon. <laughs> okay. The children's, that ma- that the makes children's perfect network. sense to me. And a little show that um, I'm not afraid to admit that I absolutely love called Yo Gabba Gabba. There's a party in my tummy. <laughs> so yummy. So yummy. It's so yummy. Yeah, so. Uh, Don't bite your friends. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> and never give up. Keep trying. Keep trying, never give up. Yes, um, I've seen you get, but you have a lot. I've seen oh, so live. good. Mike Park from Asian Records and Jay Navarro from the Suicide Machines were on stage with them. Anyway, oh. it was amazing. My kid was like, "This is cool, you'll get me." I was like, like "You have no idea. You have no idea how cool this is, kid." <laughs> it was awesome, dude. <laughs> anyway, so I was watching that show with my daughter because mm-hmm. I don't just watch it by myself. Does your though... daughter make all your games? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I, I, I will not answer that. <laughs> um, we, uh, we were watching the show, and, and, and you'll get a gabble, which is this magical land. Um, DJ Lance is this cool dude who, like, zaps these people, these toys to life. I have a life. theory about this. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear it. Should I hear it now, or should we hear it later? So, <laughs> so there's four little worlds and four different people in the world of Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. And yeah. so my theory is that he is saving... He has saved. They are the last of their kind. He travels through space and saves dying races <laughs> from <laughs> planets and saves them. And Plex, the robot, takes care of them all. That's an awesome game idea. <laughs> it is an awesome game idea. <laughs> Tell us about it. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I noticed that there were five characters mm-hmm. in Yo Gabba Gabba. 
And right? four worlds. And four worlds, right? Weird. There's um, there's Muno World, there's Broby World, there's Tootie World, there's Fufu World, and then there's Plex, the magical robot who yeah. doesn't have a world because he's different. He's a magical robot. He's not a miniature living organism. He's just a really smart robot that has he, magical powers. He was created by DJ Lance to take care of him. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. my theory. So I had the idea, watching that show, huh, Plex doesn't have a world. Well, where does he go? He just he goes wherever he wants, right? Yeah. And then I thought there's a game in that for some reason. There's four worlds. There's five characters. I got to figure this out. And my idea was um, called Happy Birthday, DJ Lance. And now this is just a game I made for my kid to play with Claire, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not I'm not selling it or anything to Collodian or rights owners. But if you're um, listening, yeah, call me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the idea started with. With these, these these few worlds, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna make a world for each of these people, and then I'm gonna make character cards for each character. And DJ Lance, well, they love DJ Lance. He's like their best buddy. They beam him into their worlds. They make him small so he can party with them and dance with them and yeah. stuff, right? And um, and I thought, okay, so the game's called Happy Birthday, DJ Lance. They want to throw a surprise party for DJ Lance, but they're all fighting over whose world it's gonna be in. They all want to have it in their own home world. Yeah. Um, but like they don't know how to do it. So the first, the one who gets to have the party in their home world is the winner, and they do that by gathering one of each of the other characters in the world. So you got to have all five characters in your world first to win. And this mm-hmm. was the idea, right? Yeah. So Plex was the magical robot. So you draw a card. You play Muno to Muno Land, right? You play Broby to Broby Land. You just draw it and match it. Simple matching game for kids, right? And then when Plex comes up, he doesn't have a world. So you get to send him to any four of the four worlds. And he uses his magic to beam somebody from there to another world. So then... Oh, yeah, he's got that, like, rainbow magic <laughs> beam that he totally. shoots DJ Lance with, and it shrinks him down. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So he beams Perfect. people to another world. Mm-hmm. And that's how you use Plex to manipulate the board to get all five characters at your chosen location that's in front of you. Like, I choose Broby, and I'm going to be Broby, you know? So I got to get everybody at Broby Land. Yeah. So that was, that was the game, and it was really fun. I played it with my kid. And then I had a dream about how can I make this an adult game. Weird things happen <laughs> sometimes when you're creative. <laughs> and uh, I woke up and I'm like, I gotta make this game. It was medieval and it had more powers. Like, yeah. I, I created different powers on the locations and, and this is what I sent to Philip. And he's like, this is pretty cool, but it's a little simple and it's not quite there. And um, we we developed and went back and forth over email. We didn't meet for several months until we had played like our, our main prototype, like for four, you know, like uh, four different iterations mm-hmm. and it started really coming together and we submitted it to a publisher as a 40 card game. And they said, eh, we think it needs to be smaller or bigger. It's not quite a micro game. It's not quite a bigger card game. You do what you want with it. We'll look at it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went back and I'm like, we made it as small as we could. So then I'm like, let's just make it bigger. And we ended up making a 75 card game um, where there are nine different, um, locations now that you play to and there's uh uh like 10 15 different characters in the game yeah. 19 19 different characters in the game that have different powers and they interact in different ways to move these people around the city to meet hidden objective cards now instead of just trying to get people at one location end of the game mm-hmm. there's a point system so that's kind of where we we took it from this little seat of a kids game idea to this bigger game that that has been um been really fun to play like um which you know it's kind of weird to say because i helped make it but like i just want to play this game over and over again it, yeah. it, it it plays in about 20 to 30 minutes with two to four players it really shines as a two to three player game but it also um it, the four player game works but the way that you're moving characters around it kind of messes with the game state a lot right mm-hmm. so by the time your second turn comes around so, if you're working towards a goal 
it's kind of messy. So let's talk about that yeah, a little okay. bit. Yeah. So th- let's talk about the gameplay a little bit. Sure, so, let's do that. So you have a hand of, you start with a hand of two cards. Yep. It has two characters in it. Right. Each card does something different. So there's like the soldier who you play him somewhere and he moves anyone. You can play him anywhere you want. He, he was Plex, wasn't he? He was Plex. <laughs> <laughs> you play him wherever you want and you can move one person from that place to another uh, area. Right. There's also... Who else? Like the, the shopkeeper says, swap one card with any other card in a different location. There's the broker. Move two cards from one green location to two different locations or from two locations to one green location. Yeah. So you've got all these characters. They all sort of manipulate the board in different ways. Some of them let you draw cards because you only start off with two cards in your hand. But as the game goes on, you're going to get more and more cards. So this one says, draw four cards. Choose one to add to your hand. Discard three cards not chosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that's the student. There's um, and then there's a professor who also has some other card draw effects. Yep. So as you're playing the game, you you start off with some very simple choices of of two cards, and then as you play the game, you get more and more choices. Um, so then there's like you said nine locations on the board. Right. The, um, each. Which are represented by cards. It's yes. all cards. It's five cards that make up these. Yeah, it's kind of like can, Main Street in this in this middle of medieval. Yeah. Village. So there's a row of cards, and on each side of the card is a different but related um, location. So there's the what are the di- there's the Judiciary Guild that has the Manor Courts and the Magistrates Office, and there's yes. the Academics uh, Guild location which has the um, the library and the university. Yes. And then there's the Artisan Guild which has the butcher shop mm-hmm. and the bakery. And then there's the tavern. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to in a second. So yep. you play you you play a card and then you draw a card at the end of the, of the turn. You play a card, you carry out the action of that character. Yep. Uh, and then if you have met any of your objectives, you can score them. And so then let's you talk draw about, a card. So let's talk about that for real quick. So there's objective cards. Sure. And the objective cards will say get four different people from different guilds at this location, or right. get or get six different guilds at these two locations and there's a little bit of symmetry there because you can sort of figure out like this this location you know there's going to be one goal for each of these different locations there's going to be one goal that goes across both of these locations and then there's a couple of special ones that are pretty easy to figure out as you're going along yeah so you're going to get two mission cards at the beginning of your Right, uh, the the and they're valued from one to four points. One's one of the easier ones, mm-hmm. and the fours are, are a little bit crazy. Yep. So you're playing cards trying to meet these missions. Yep. And there's the tavern location, which lets you you play a card to the tavern, and instead of uh, at the tavern, instead of activating the ability of the character card, you activate the location, which allows you to discard one of your mission cards to draw a new one. Mm-hmm. And it also brings out another person to the other side of the tavern location. So it puts some cards, um, some extra cards, onto the playing board so to be manipulated. You don't drink alone in Fidelitas. Never drink alone in Fidelitas. <laughs> it's not recommended <laughs> at all. Yeah, and, and, that, and the tavern is, um, at the end of your turn, you draw cards. Mm-hmm. And you can either draw from the deck of character cards, which is called the Virtus deck. The mission cards are called the Missio deck. We used Latin. We went, we went pretty medieval here. <laughs> and, um, and Or you can draw... From the tavern, because the people at the tavern, they're a little easier to recruit. You can kind of handpick your cards that might help you later. Cool. So that's the gist of the of the game. So, right? and then 
first person to 15? No, it's, it's, it's depends it depends on the number on the, of players, yeah, right? right? So right. in a in a two-player game, you go uh, to uh, first person at 10 points. Mm-hmm. Three-player game is eight points. Four-player game is six points, which the four-player game uh, shines as a, as a partnership game that was uh, helped... Uh, developed by my good friend Andy Lennox he sounds like a really smart individual he's, he's great we should have game designer Andy Lennox on the show sometime <laughs> dude that would be fantastic <laughs> maybe sometime when my co-host Jason is present and, <laughs> and yes. Andy can't make it yeah I'm really bummed that Jason can be here I'd really really like to meet that I'm guy. really confused right now <laughs> so meta um, so that's the game in a nutshell um, so my sort of overview of it is this is a really easy game to learn and an easy game to teach. You have you start off with these very simple choices. The cards are all very straightforward in what they do. And you are manipulating the board and trying to like My favorite part of this game is is figuring out what missions the other players have so that you can mess with them while also meeting the criteria of your like if you are doing that, if every card you play messes with whatever they're trying to do while also getting the board closer to what you're trying to do, then you're doing really well. Which after a few <laughs> games of playing this game, you really can start to figure that's the foul, right? Exactly. Because you, you're, you're playing those simple two, you have to choose one of these two cards, play it, see what it does. The first game, you're going to learn all the different actions mm-hmm. and you're going to go th- enough through that deck to have a pretty good idea to know what all the different missions are. So game two, you're already 100% better at this game because you can start paying attention to what other yeah. people are doing and decide am i going to mess with them or help myself or how can i use this card to mess with them while helping myself yeah and i love i love that that in the team game you can also mess with people while helping your partner and yourself because yes. you can complete their you can complete their missions for them on your turn yeah so like that's there's a there's a little bit of a mind game going on there and and the gameplay gets a little deeper the more times you play it but it's never so much so deep that somebody coming in just can't hop in and just do really well well that's that's what i was going for i mean like i I, that's my game i mean that's why we talk about i mean that's why you and your co-host talk about what you talk about on this show these (laughs) these little games that like have a lot of he is obsessed with them (laughs) yeah i know right he's just crazy about these little (laughs) games and i hear he he likes to make them and everything (laughs) but you learn it as you go and it offers a lot of replay value different different setups each each time um i've been having a lot of fun with it i'm really excited to bring it to the world i hired Jackie Davis to do the artwork. Yeah, the art is just like all the characters look like they could be a Disney film. Like they just yeah. look, they're just really expressive and very, like each character is, has their own feel and they're unique. Um, and, and they sort of, they don't follow the the template of what you would think. Like the scribe doesn't look like, a, you know, they don't look like generic medieval people. They look like just this unique look like the brute is just this hulking lady <laughs> like <laughs> you know it's like she's gonna beat people up in the tavern the the shopkeeper has this you know demure look on his face i, I wish oh, this is not the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, this, they're gonna be great when you see them with your yeah, eyeballs this is not yeah see them with your eyeballs but like to know like to give you an idea jackie davis like i said jackie davis did the artwork and she's amazing she did bell the ball for dice hate me game she did some work on uh skyway robbery which is coming from philip deberry and she did some stuff for euphoria from stonemeyer games and oh, she did stuff that. for Ep- uh what's the other one the uh uh epic resort or something like that 
from the guys who made uh, Legacy Gears of Time. Mm. So there's some really great character art. She's fantastic. She's from the UK. Um, Daryl Lauder did the graphic design, so he, he put good. kind of the, the final polish on the games. And Daryl Lauder designed Compounded and has worked on tons of different games graphic design-wise and knows what he's doing. So yeah. I'm really happy with how it looks. It's going to be... Uh, a cheap game that fits in a small box. Think like the the size of like No Thanks, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of a size box. Well, uh, thanks for thank you, Jason Katarski, for coming on coming on our show. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry that Jason Katarski couldn't be here uh, to, uh, to help grill you. Um, so, how can we get a hold of you on Twitter? Well, first of all, <laughs> uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Jason Katarski. You can follow Green Couch Games on Facebook. Um, it's Facebook.com/slash Green Couch Tabletop. Okay. And uh, Fidelitas will be launching on Kickstarter on August 1st. It'll be 20 bucks, and that includes shipping in the U.S. So yeah. that's like, you know, I'm hoping this that's This is a no-brainer, people. I'm, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for people. Um, yeah, so there'll be more and more stuff. Uh, on Board Game Geek, there's a Board Game Geek entry for the game, so you can go and subscribe to Fidelitas in Board Game Geek and stay up to date with all the new reviews that are going to be coming in and get uh, some sneak peeks at the images until the launch on August 1st. Great. So uh, thank you for being on the show. And that was episode 21, 22 of the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast. Uh, you can get hold of me at, at Andy underscore Lennox. And uh, get out there and play some great little games. Great.